Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Michael Sidgwick, joined by fellow Dadly Boy Michael Hamflit to discuss everything that's going on on tonight's show. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We preview and review Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.8, AEW Dynamite, Rampage, premium live events, pay-per-views, we have wrestling interviews, roundtable discussions, sometimes we answer your questions, and we host a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Hamlet, you're a WWE mark. Tell the marks why you're excited about Raw. Uh, for very little reasons other than what would typically be the Wilborn copy if he was here today, which would be, is the Extreme Rules Go Home Show? Um I have been a big fan of WWE lately, but it is my opinion that they have peaked the creative for uh, Extreme Rules maybe a week too soon. I thought that was evident on SmackDown on Friday. And from what limited stuff I've seen previewed for tonight, I'm not convinced that this role is going to change that thought process very much. Yeah, there's only four things to preview, which is honestly better than the zero we used to get in the Vince McMahon <laughs> era. Um, so let's get to it. Where's Chad Gable from? Ah, oh, it's where well, it's here, isn't it? It's Wherever here, it, basically. I, I so, when. looking at the uh, WWE.com preview, right? Okay. Um, Braun Strowman gets blank against Chad Gable this one day. Uh, um, well, what they implied last week was murderous, but they're not going to put that as website coffee. No, it's unleashed. Well, yeah, yeah, unleashed. unleashed. Um, you know what's weird is that wear marks absolutely gleefully so, mostly anyway, on the dynamite preview and review to the point where on the review we sometimes get ahead of ourselves and preview next week's content. I yeah. did the exact same thing mm-hmm. on the raw review of all things last week, so uh, the mega fans will have to forgive me for regurgitating a take because I think there's genuine value in this now. WWE has started because they have good ideas to I don't want to say rip off, but rip off certain AEW things under the triple H pepper H regime. One of which is do stuff that is built around a hometown, a home city, a home state hero or heel or whatever around your television, because that person is always going to get a loud reaction and wrestling is so much better when it's utterly loud and deafening and hot and mm-hmm. all the rest of it. So, 
this sometimes can be the hometown hero gets a title win or they simply win a match or just something happens um this is i hope anyway going to be a really cool subversion of that because i don't think chad gable is going to get the win against braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. i really don't think that's going to happen um at all but ultimately i want him to lose in the most comical and disastrous and decisive and visually pleasing ways possible because the whole idea is you want to be nice you want to do something for the person who bumps for a living for your ultimate benefit when they're surrounded by people who want to see them and who gravitate towards them. But I would like them to subvert this by having Chad Gable get monstered by Strowman in the most ridiculous, preposterous way imaginable. I don't know how this can manifest, but I guess this is why we're on the preview. Maybe you could... I use the example, right, where Homer Simpson, and I'm not saying WWE could craft anything even vaguely adjacent to this as a comedy masterpiece, but the kind of overkill that Homer Simpson got when he fell down the gorge yeah, and he gets um, stretched back up, airlifted back out, and then the ambulance drives into the tree and he goes all the way down. I want to see Chad Gable sell the ass-kicking of a lifetime in such a way that it acts as a platform for how great he is as this heel who gets what's coming to him. I want to see an iconic thrashing. Are we going to get it? I hope so. We uh, used to get it on what felt like a near weekly basis when Braun Strowman was operating at peak. And then it was really sad. You remember how there seemed to be this like mutual um, separation between like performer and promoter with Braun? And it for me, it hit when he was doing a bullying story with Kevin Owens, where all of a sudden the... Um, portaloo and the blue cleaning fluid from the the toilet was, was supposed, so spirited yeah it was supposed to be this like oh it's another brawn moment and like this is one that you might not remember because WWE don't remind people because they shot it really poorly do you remember kevin owens taking that enormous bump off like a truss yeah. table and they couldn't get the shot so we just never see it you just it's it's never been one of them things that gets replayed it just felt like all of a sudden all the magic of the brawn violence had been flushed away and i just I'm assuming, at least, based on the fact that Triple H has brought him back, that he wants to go big here in the way that they built up last week. The, like the, the build to this was absolutely tremendous. So we already have seen Braun not so much having issues with Chad Gable, but you know, being ever so slightly bothered by Alpha Academy because Chad is idiotic enough to think that he can bring a challenge to Braun. Braun's been just decimating through all these tag teams. And then Braun rings up last week to scare Chad on the spot. He calls off and theories phone, doesn't he? To, to let him know that just doom is coming and there's absolutely nothing he can do about it. So how fun the setup was gives me hope that the payoff is fun as well. You want to believe now that they don't put this in place without having the thing in mind. Now, of course, it's stunt work probably. So, you know, you get to a building and you might think, yeah, we're going to put him through the stage, but not just through the stage. We're going to pick him up from the detritus and put him through the stage. And then we're going to put him through, some, we're going to put him through the ring. Or, you know, like there's, it's going to be one thing after another, or you made the point, the joke about Homer and the ambulance, maybe it is indeed Chad in an ambulance and then Braun tips the ambulance. I think we mentioned that as a possibility last week. There is no ceiling to this and nor should you look at this as having one. Um, You know, Otis is there as well and Braun could take out Otis and that could be like him doing something almost as spectacular to Otis doubles the fun doesn't it because Otis is a big guy and seeing big guys trek like little guys is all it's part of the fun of having a brawn on your roster in the first place if this sounds like imagination running wild i kind of feel like they've created a platform for that 
So I think they've welcomed people to, especially with it being Braun Strowman, to visualize or fantasize on, on the possibilities of this. I also think it's maybe, like I'm wondering what is this for? So Braun has been dominating tag teams at the same time that Triple H is trying to restore credibility to the tag division. Those, those two things can't happen. I don't think he is, but carry on. Well, yeah, theoretically, theoretically, is I'm kind of with you on that. But like, certainly there are things that are going on that make you believe that he's trying to do both things at once. And if that's the case, like, what's this all about? Like, why why has Braun been so keen to like unleash his brand of violence on these two unless he's got a tag partner himself, unless his goals are maybe like as as wacky as this sounds, considering what he's doing here. Or his goals that he wants a partner to fight the Usos and he's just dealing with the competition presently. Because there's nothing wrong in that, but this feels quite a long way away from that at the moment. So there's got to be a next after this as well. Absolutely. Look, before we move on to the next thing, it's just interesting that they've posed the question, Vince wouldn't... What would Vince not do? Because that's the whole aim of this new Mm. WWE. This sounds like something Vince McMahon would do. How are they not going to do this? I mean, if they just do it, it'll be funny on a perverse level, but I don't think they will. And it weirdly acts as kind of a hook. Um, what doesn't act as a hook for me, I have to be perfectly honest, is the um, Bianca, this is according to the WWE.com copy, Bianca Belair and Bailey sit down to sign the contract for their Extreme Rules showdown. Look, I can't be arsed with this. They are, I think, going to regurgitate what amounts to the thin premise for the story in a back and forth conversation before a table gets split. One of my favorite things about early AEW was when they would do something like this. I think it was um, Cody versus Chris Jericho on the um, otherwise savaged Halloween episode um, where they said, oh, we're going to do a contract signing. And I think because people have WWE brain, they were thinking, right, okay. This Dynamite's been pretty awesome so far. Obviously, the Halloween one wasn't great. It was an aberration for that pre-full gear run. But surely they're not going to do this, are they? And this is the difference, I think, between the covering AEW as this brand new thing that was pretty much awesome straight out the gate and this apparent new bold era for WWE under the auspices of Triple H because I don't think there's this incredible twist coming to something like this. Am mm. I being cynical? No, I uh, I really don't. It's, it doesn't... I've had my concerns with the quality of this storyline, not for the quality of the match, just for how much thought. Um, I, like, I backed Triple H a great deal as somebody that I thought could fix a women's division in like dire need of help. And thus far, he's relied way too much on like letting the wrestlers wrestle. And like that's pretty much what Vince McMahon was getting away with. Like He would have two or three decent matches because of the quality of the top end of that roster in his locker. And then you would have a WrestleMania match akin to Belair versus Banks or Belair versus Becky Lynch. You know, you would have them there and they would be held aloft as the women's division is in great shape because once a year on the biggest show, two of your best wrestlers come together, come together and have a great wrestling match. And it was it was cheat code stuff. And I've not yet seen evidence from Triple H. I, I don't think Damage Qatar will have been a massive failure or anything, but I also wouldn't say that for the profile they've had, they're particularly setting the world on fire. I think if you're analysing them fairly, and I love all three wrestlers involved in the stable, they're a stable I want to like a great deal more than I do, in truth. They just, they have good matches. They've yet to have a great match, but they have good matches. Um, But they've just become a way for, like they've become a device for impromptu matches and easy setups more than they have. There's no sense of, like Raw doesn't feel like it's under threat. Ask, uh, like, 
uh, Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair haven't felt that they've had to look over their shoulders every day since Damage Katara showed up. And thank God Candice LeRae is here because we can start getting our team together for war games. Like, that may be what WWE is telling you or projecting to you, but it's not true. And I think that's, like, leans into why I've got quite low expectations for this. I can... It's funny you mentioned about the table being, like, broken in half. I was thinking they'll use that contract, that big marble table they never use, but Damage Katara will do the damage, and because of set dress in the belt will be hanging aloft and they'll get the ladder out and Bailey will climb the ladder. And uh, that'll be your visual signifier instead. But it's all much of a muchness. Like it's all kind of quite fake pantomime stuff. So I'm kind of looking, I'm looking to be proved wrong here. Like these raw previews lately where you are getting three or four things to talk about. And the first one being an example of that on this pod, inspiring a bit of fantasy booking or a bit of speculation on where it can go. I'm seeing now here pretty much the duration of this run Bailey's return has been well. Bailey and Bianca Belair will probably have a really good PLE match down the road, and here we are. We're here at it, and I've not been able to add a single detail to that since. So that would have been. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. SummerSlam. Like, I've not been able to add a single detail to my expectation of that the quality of that match since SummerSlam. Yeah. Not really. So that's generic WWE crap that Hamford's not into. Well, Jesus Christ, stranger things have in fact happened. Um, there's a match to preview. Um, Rey Mysterio and AJ Styles um, are going to take down, apparently, or they're trying to take down, the Judgment Day unit of Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Um, don't care. 
about any of this personally, but I expect it to be some kind of platform for Dominic to interfere. Maybe it'll get thrown out and then Edge can get involved. Uh, yes, I guess like the Edge I quit match uh, for like for, they're probably not going to want to give too much physicality away with Edge and Finn Balor because I've got like I've got quite measured expectations for the match on Saturday, but a lot I of people, I think it'd be great. A lot of people are high on it. Um, you, you're seeing that there's a sense that it, like as soon as it was announced to me that there was a feeling that that's going to be challenging Moo Riddle and Rollins for the match of the night honors on the night. Um, We'll see. It could do. I quit can sometimes be a difficult stipulation to wrestle around rather than just being able to get lost. I am. But, I'm worried about Edge. Yeah, he's he's got you know he's got mid in him more than people want to admit. Sometimes he's I also think. got intense cringe in him as well. <laughs> he's got plenty of that. Um, but in terms of the cringe, I enjoy. I kind of cannot wait for this. Um, what's ticking my box here is AJ Styles. I could, like, wait. I could very much wait for this. AJ Styles and the Judgment Day. Uh, I, I, this has done something to me. In the same way that those crowds, those live crowds, are really, oh. really enjoying leaning in, uh, leaning into Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley and just the heat that this act is is getting. AJ Styles uh, not wanting to join the Judgment Day, but, you know, confused by my former friend Finn Balor. Like, I, there's something to this. And the Ray, the Ray Dominic interactions have been tremendous. Like, they've been really well. Like, the, the way they've been, um, it's obvious stuff. Of course it is. But Ray is this timeless, sympathetic baby face, even behind the mask. And Dominic doing this thing once a week where he points at his face, going, Dad, hit me with a chair, Dad. Like, it's... Go on, Dad. What's taking you so long, Dad? There's something I'm finding quite captivating about that. And, yeah, I, I just... Expect, team get punched in the face? I just expect more of it here. Um, Priest as well. Like, let's give him a bit of credit. Like, had a ripper last week. Like a, a, a high quality Damien Priest main event. So not only is this angle over, like this group, the Judgment Day, overperforming, but the wrestlers, it would seem, are wanting to level up to the the sort of the platform that's been given. Rhea Ripley's tremendous in this role. She's kind of the leader of the group. Yeah. Really. And like that's a uh, for me. Her chemistry with Dominic is fantastic. She's actively benefiting from her position in the stable. So I've uh, I've got quite a lot of leeway for this. Match quality will be uh, three and a half. Monday Night Raw, 20 minutes. You know you know what it looks like. I know. So why do you love it? Why do you love it? I don't know. I don't. I, I wish like I had the answer. Chandler and Miss Congeniality with this crap. I wish I had the answer for you. But uh, but I, it's, it does. It gets me on the hook, this stuff. Very weird. Um, Matt Roddle. Matt Roddle? Matt Riddle and Seth freaking Rollins come face to face this Monday. All they've done. I mean, I'm into it, but it's all they've done. It's all they've done. They come face to face. They've had a brawl. They've had a tense conversation. Um, I don't know how they advance this in any meaningful way. Um, yeah, I'd rather talk about Chad Gable again, but I'll get your thoughts on Seth and Rollins. I had an idea that popped into my head for Chad Gable. I can't believe I've been encouraged to fantasy book. It's actually quite fun. Um, do you think Chad Gable gets very hubristic about being in his hometown mm-hmm. throughout the show and kind of a show-long hook where the keeper are visiting him and he's like, ah, oh, I've got my hometown behind me. And that adds to the joy of him getting his ass kicked. Or do you think he pretends to be like that, but deep down he's trying to get out of it? Do you think they're going to do a show-longer with this one? I think it's the best approach. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose it depends if the the show, the beauty of the show-long one is you, you could justify this otherwise fairly fun mid-card fair being presented as a main event. You know, like if the stunt is big, especially, it's a cool way for the show to go off the air, isn't it? It's yeah. a, um, it's, again, right, this is, 
WWE under Triple H is nothing if not at the moment, at least relatively joined up. So you remember when years ago, That's um, about my entertainment, I was joined up. This is plotted, isn't it? You know, um, a couple of years back when they moved to the Thunderdome and uh, Retribution were running wild with jeans yes, right. and we were right. thinking, oh, well, that's something. Like the first time you're ever going to legitimize these complete losers is they're going to smash up the performance center and thus create the storyline need for the Thunderdome. And it was Vince, they just didn't. <laughs> just like, anyway, see you, see you Friday for Thunderdome. Ah, oh, cool. Right. In, in sort of traditional wrestling booking rules, you could well main event this Monday Night Raw with Chad Gable being whatever, whatever the insane disaster that is the site that Braun Strowman leaves Chad Gable in, and that be your final little. And if you think this was extreme, check us out on Saturday. It's going to be, you know, there's like, there is something yeah. that's like putting those two things together, which would allow then Gable to run a show long angle where he's the focus guy for the night. And as you say, like basically a series of vignettes in which he's issuing a begging letter for this crowd to please be with him because he hasn't got a hope in hell's chance. Yeah. Like, you can have a lot of fun with that. Um, Cause otherwise it's the complete opposite. And the awful thing happens to him at the beginning of the night, and then it's him dealing with the ramifications of it throughout the show, and that's and that becomes a runner instead. Is that he keeps cutting back to, oh my god, Chad Gale's on his way to the hospital. You know, like um, like the Mountie going to prison at SummerSlam '91, but with less homophobia, that kind of thing. Yes, right. You could do it that yeah, way. Yeah. Like the, the continuing misadventures of Chad Gable being chased by Brawl. Yeah, no, I think that's a decent idea. Anything to add to what Riddle and Rollins are going to do? Well, in the absence of Wilborn our MMA aficionado, like, I don't know a goddamn thing about Daniel Cormier, and not to sound like an AEW fan confused with Bandido, but I wouldn't mind being told some stuff. Like, what does Seth Rollins and Riddle think about that? Like, it's a fight pit, right? So um, a, a UFC fighter, they're going to make this feel more like Riddle's domain, which is what the fight pit is, the cage, all of that sort of stuff. So it's going to be leaning on Riddle's MMA background, Seth Rollins being out of his depth, you know, the sort of, he's all about flashy costs. He's a sports entertainer through and through, and this is not his world. And now there's a referee in there that understands that world too. Like, educate my ignorant, ignorant ass on this. I won't feel patronised if you want to have the wrestlers respond to this and talk about why it now matters for Saturday. This is preview fodder, right? But like, Rollins has got such a good gear game. Yeah. I think he's going to wear, like, the little trunks. Oh, yeah. Fake sponsors and stuff. I think that would be tremendous. Dusty might just... The dusty reveal against Cody was sublime. Yeah, it was absolutely great. So hopefully he goes all in there as he usually does. Did you see Ariel Helwani's tweet? No. I think he was the one who, hash, like, quote, spe speech markers, sorry, air quotes, Christ almighty, he'll get there in the end. Broke it. He reacted as if McMahon and Bischoff had just hugged on the raw stage in 2002. Right. Um, he's like, oh, man, yeah, I can't believe it's actually happening, but let it sink in. It's happening. Incredible. It's got to get <laughs> from the USC. I know you have to put it over, but don't be such an absolute, <laughs> such an absolute mark, co-opted mark, Ariel. Anyway, uh, oh, is it raining? I'm going to take my kid out of football in this, if it is. Ever, ever since I turned 37, it's just rained. What's um, <laughs> Loomis going to do with Miz this week? And are they going to actually have a match at Extreme Rules? Because they're going to have to have a match. It's wrestling. And they keep telling me, it's wrestling now. It's wrestling. Are they actually going to do something to set up an actual wrestling match? Oh, it, um, It's really quite something, isn't it? If this, of all the feuds isn't something that's settled at extreme rules you know they've teed up something that you could do like 
Ah, it's not one for stomping grounds, is it? <laughs> you could. It's in contrast. In contrast, right? Um, Gunther, Sheamus, the rematch for the Intercontinental Title. That uh, Triple H is asking you to take very seriously. So seriously, in fact, that it looks set to headline the season premiere of SmackDown, and Raw will need a similar season premiere. Um, well, or will it? Because it's going to have the free assuming that he returns Extreme Rules. Um, like they cannot drag this out. Well, maybe they could. They're going to drag this out to Halloween. And I've just decided in my head. It's it's like they can keep this going a little bit longer. This has got um, cinematic spooky nonsense written all over it. It was Dexter and Theory, was it, with the zombie ref and the weird mucky house? Dexter and everything. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes, thank you, that was it. So um, I could well see them just trying to do like a version of this in like back at the Mrs. Mansion or something along those lines. If not Extreme Rules, then it's going to have to be saved for some sort of Halloween special edition of Raw. Because I'm just over it, man. I'm so over it. Like the Dexter Loomis, we talked about Hit Row on the SmackDown preview, which will hopefully one of these days drop into your feet, um, thanks to our the slight technical hiccups we've had today. But uh, Dexter Loomis is another one for me. But I will say, right, the difference with Dexter Loomis and Hit Row, this might feel aggressively very Triple H, but the people in the building are kind of reacting to Dexter as well. So I feel like I'm the one out of the loop on him. I'm not finding it funny. I'm not receiving either man as a babyface or a heel, particularly. Like, it's the worst version. I cannot remember. There's a thing in AEW at the moment, and we keep coming back to it with this specific story of, ah, oh, why you waited? You could have ah, it's um, Daniel Garcia and Chris Jericho. It's like, well, you could have chatted with me backstage about this. Can he open yeah. out with other people? This is the worst and most egregious example of that in pro wrestling. Seven days go by, and The Miz explains once a week why last Monday he didn't do the obvious thing and just call the police. That happens every seven days. That's, I think it's preposterous and it's bad, this angle. Yeah. So he keeps trying to get The Miz. They did some hometown stuff. He's already been under the ring. They've already done that wacky, tried supernatural stuff. He's done the home invasion. God, Triple H is playing the hits. <laughs> um, I think that The Miz finally loses it tonight. Issues the challenge as a heel because Triple H gets it wrong. And they have a two and three quarter start at best on Sunday. Am I being too harsh on the prospect of the quality of an in-ring match between The Miz and Dexter Loomis? Let me know under, under well, the last link on Twitter. Put it like this, Sage. The last time The Miz was involved in a storyline like this, it resulted in a one-star match against who? Bray Wyatt. And we're all absolutely tearing them clean off for the return of that guy. So Miz and Loomis might be an upgrade. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially, absolutely. So, yeah, let us know under the Twitter link um, to this podcast at What Culture WWE. Whilst you're there, you can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. You can follow me at M Sidgwick. Let me know if I'm being more of a grouch. Look, I'm into Gable. Jesus Christ, give us a break. Um, if you haven't already, check out our uh, Rampage and SmackDown reviews. If they even drop your feed, we've had some very um, annoying technical hiccups with it. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Bless you. I bloody love a sneeze, me. Absolutely, buddy, love a sneeze. Anyway, so hopefully the podcast um, schedule and audio quality, everything else will um, improve as the week progresses. Thank you very much for um, being patient um, with us. Thank you very much for choosing us on your day. I know there's lots of competition for your time out there. It really does mean the world to us. And until then, we will see you soon. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.